Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Michelle, want to try it? Very scary. Okay, she's avoiding it saying it all together this week. I don't blame her. So this podcast is about two of our favorite things, food and scary movies. Before we get started, a few disclaimers that we go over every week. Number one, we'll review one movie each week, and Michelle will come up with a food based on the themes of that movie. Two, we're not experts on anything, which is very obvious. Three, we're trying to keep these fairly short since, like you, we will become distracted and wandered away. Four, and I think this goes without saying, but just in case, heavy spoilers ahead. Turn back now if you've not seen the movies we're discussing. Okay. So, let's see. Having said all of that, this week's episode is about one of my favorite topics, which is... Zombies! Brains. 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 More brains. (laughs) I don't know why, but I just love zombies. So, let's talk about the zombie genre. Okay. We are not going to hit on every zombie movie in existence because there's thousands of them, but we'll just like hit the highlights in the history of them. And maybe give you some ideas if you haven't seen uh, some of these movies before. So, the original zombies. So, here's the history of the zombie. Zombies were originally not dead per se, they just seemed that way. According to Haitian folklore, a zombie, and that's spelled Z-O-M-B-I in French... Um, is a living person controlled by a, I'm not sure how I'm pronouncing this, Bokar, B-O-K-O-R, which is a sorcerer or witch who uses voodoo, voodoo to control a person. So the victim would appear dead after ingesting some sort of neurotoxin. Some uh, people think that it came from the puffer fish. Um, and then the uh the bokar could revive the person later after they were buried. So zombies were completely mindless, but everything else worked. They also, in, in folklore, used them as labor on like some of the plantations in Haiti. So an example of this kind of zombie is the 1932 movie White Zombie, which stars Bela Lugosi. Blah. Blah. Yeah, which is kind of weird because he's... He's still playing a freaky guy in this one, but he's just not Dracula. And, so. and the word zombie originates from West African uh, Kimbundu word nazambi. Great. It's the name for a snake god or any divine spirit. Oh, I didn't know that. So that was the original meaning of zombie. Then in 1968, George A. Romero introduced the modern concept of zombie and his classic movie, Night of the Living Dead. And the most famous quote, which I'm sure you've heard from that movie, is... Do you know what it is? I want to suck your blood. <laughs> nope. Wrong genre. Oh. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Oh. Do you remember that? No. Yeah. I like to say that to people just randomly at any time. Um, I remember watching this movie first years ago at night in an old house that I was renting uh, when my roommate was out. So I was at home alone. And the movie is in black and white, which adds to the eeriness of it. So it was pretty freaky the first time I saw it. So these zombies are definitely dead because most of them are rotting. Um, And they are revived for some reason, but we never know in that movie. 
I don't think Watt revived them. It might have been a meteorite or something. I don't know. But their only objective is to eat you. So that, that makes them a lot scarier than the other zombies. Um, and they cannot be reasoned with. I'm also not including uh, Frankenstein in this list, even though Frankenstein is a reanimated corpse. He did not try to eat anybody. So um, that's kind of where the modern-day zombie came into effect. So let's talk about types of zombies, shall we? Yes. Who knew there were types? Lots of zombies. So there's the slow walkers, and that was introduced in, like I said, Night of the Living Dead. Um, after that movie, Romero did Dawn the Living Dead, in which people were trapped in a shopping mall. And there's also a pretty good remake of that, too. Um, there are a bunch of movies that start with whatever of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Living Dead, Day of the Living Dead. There's even Late Afternoon of the Living Dead. Believe it or not, that's actually the name of a zombie movie. So if you have something of the Living Dead on the end, it's a zombie movie. Um, Zombies may go back all the way to the Stone Age. Yeah, what's up, what's up with that? I don't know. That's what that's what they're saying. <laughs> so you don't have any. They've been around stuff? forever. Oh, okay. Well, they're even older than I thought. Before Christ. So, um, let's see. So I'm bad at history. Zombies are slow walkers. Some other examples of slow walkers would be. Uh, the Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price, if you saw that. That was a predecessor to the movie Legend with Will Smith, or I Am Legend with Will Smith. Slow walkers are my preferred types of zombies because you have a chance to get away from them. So that's number one. Number two, rage zombies. So rage zombies were introduced in Danny Boyle's 2002 movie 28 Days Later, and then the sequel to that, which was 28 Weeks Later, these zombies were caused by a fast-acting, a fast-moving rage virus. So you only had a very short period of time once a person was bitten in order to get away from them. So, but you could get away from them. Uh, you just had to be really fast. So Danny Boyle's idea was civilization would uh, collapse after about 30 days. So that's why it's called 28 Days Later. So that's a great, two great zombie movies. Those are always at the top of the list. Uh, best of, so if you haven't seen those, I highly recommend them. Number three, super fast zombies. And these zombies appear in things like 2013's World War Z, which had Brad Pitt in it. Um, They're so fast and unrealistic that they kind of swarm like insects. I don't really like these zombies. I like my zombies to be somewhat rooted in reality. Do you want to know the history of uh, behind gravestones? <laughs> Is this related to zombies in any way? Yes, okay. because the history explains that the usage of gravestones was to keep the dead in their graves. So it sat on top of the casket so they couldn't open the top of the casket? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Didn't want them to come out. That's crazy. They were scared. In some, like, middle, I don't know if it's Middle Ages or somewhere, they would actually put cages on top of the... Uh, graves because they were afraid that they would escape. So there's yeah. a whole history of people being very afraid that once put in the ground, people are coming back. And that also uh, obviously applies to vampires as well as zombies. So, number four, misunderstood zombies. So, since they're re... So, sure, they're reanimated corpses, but they're just like you. All they're trying to do is make a living and find love. 
Examples include iZombie, In the Flesh, which was a TV series from BBC. Zombies Need Love, too. And Warm Bodies, and that was a 2013 movie. So those took the zombie genre in a whole different direction. Um, in the Flesh, they, they were trying to fit in. They were discriminated against. They would put like contacts in and they would powder their faces every day and put on makeup so that they would try to look like everybody else. It's a really good series. I would suggest it if you haven't seen that. So that's the misunderstood zombie. And then two more categories, um, which this is not really a category, a type of zombie per se, but it's trapped by zombies. So there are several genres, uh, several movies in which People are trapped in places with zombies that they can't get away from besides the normal hiding in a house or someplace or out on the street. The first one is a Korean movie, 2016, Train to Busan, and it has its passengers trying to stay away from zombies on a fast-moving train. It's really good. So I would suggest that one. Another one is a found footage movie, which is a Spanish movie, Rec, R-E-C, from 2002. There was a U.S. remake of this called Quarantine in 2008, and it's about a film crew who is riding along with uh, the fire department when they go to answer a call in a building um, in which someone becomes sick, and they all become trapped inside the building with these zombie-type creatures, even though they're never called zombies, um, and all hell breaks loose. So I would recommend of those the first one, Wreck, which is excellent. Quarantine's okay, but I think Rick is much better. There are also several sequels to those. Like every horror movie, there are several sequels and prequels. So that's that one. And then the last category is zombie animals, such as the zombiever. Have you ever heard of a zombiever? No, and I hope I don't run into it. I hope we never run into a zombiever. So, so those are the... Damn him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't know what you were doing. That's great. Uh, so those are the types of zombies. Now, zombies in popular culture. Of course, there is um, Michael Jackson's 1983 thriller music video, which blew everyone's mind back in 1983, and people are still referencing it today, so it was really cool. Uh, there are several zombie movie franchises. One is Resident Evil which began in 2002. There's six films total in that series, and it was just announced this week that Netflix is making a series about it as well. So that's really cool and good timing for this podcast. The second one is Dead Snow. Dead Snow was released in Norway in 2002. My brother told me about this one, and we were just talking about it a second ago. It features Nazi zombies. So find the two things that are most disgusting, zombies and Nazis, and put them together. It's actually a horror comedy, and there's two movies total. The second one is crazy. I just watched it. So if you are into horror comedy on the level of like, um, well, what I'm going to talk about next, The Evil Dead, um, then Dead Snow might be for you. Evil Dead is also on this list, but I consider it not necessarily... Technically, they're zombies, but I think they're more demon-possessed. But anyway, I just threw it in here. There's three original movies, a remake, and a TV series in The Evil Dead. Were you, were you going to say something? Can, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have Jeanette read this to you. What is it? It's that. <laughs> 
Norse mythology? Yeah. Norse mythology describes the, how do you say that? Draeger. Draeger, D-R-A-Y-G-R, which is a revenant or an undead creature. So revenant, at least in French, is uh, undead. The word Draeger means again walker. They live in their tombs but can escape to visit the living to find victims. Draeger are generally very large and swollen, ugly, and black. If someone is bitten by one, the bitten person can become a Draeger. The North's monster kills its victims by crushing them and eating them alive, flesh, and blood. However, unlike the more modern zombie, the Draeger has a variety of supernatural powers. This undead creature can shapeshift and can drive someone mad or enter in their dreams. Oh, I tell you that Norse mythology, we got to do something on them because they got a whole bunch of things that I never even knew about before that are crazy. So now I'm afraid of those. Draegers, if we're pronouncing that right. Uh, let's see. Zombie TV shows. There's been a plethora of zombie TV shows uh, recently, including, of course, The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, Z Nation, which was just canceled like two weeks ago. Plethora, bleh. Bleh. And there is also a Z Nation prequel, which is planned again by Netflix, called Black Summer. I am anxiously awaiting for that, that one to come out. And let us not forget Game of Thrones, which has, they never call them zombies, but they're white walkers. So they serve the purpose of zombies, and they can reanimate dead things. So we'll see what happens with them when the uh, final season comes out in April. So that's zombie TV shows. There's also a subgenre of zombie uh, shows called zombie comedies. As I just mentioned, um, Dead Snow would fall into that category. Evil Dead would fall into that category. Also there are Shaun of the Dead, Zombieland, and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and Cockneys versus Zombies, which is obviously a British uh, let's see. Hey, let's see if you've ever heard of these titles before. These may not be zombie comedies, but they should be based on the title. Attack of the Lederhosen Zombies. Ever oh, heard of it? German. <laughs> Kung Fu Zombie. Attack of the Southern Fied Zombies. Bigfoot versus Zombie. Attack of the Vegan Zombies. I don't know what they're going to do, like breaking your house and eating all your salad. Yeah. <laughs> Vegans. Uh, I've never heard of vegan zombies before. Uh, let's see. Here's one. The Biker Warrior Babe versus the Zombie Babies from Hell. Oh, my God. Nudist Colony of the Dead. Imagine that. Or not. Zombie Strippers. And, lastly, Porn Star Zombies. Let's see. Recent zombie TV movies. Um, a few recent movies have tried to expand on zombie mythology by... Uh, going in a slightly different direction. So there's the girl with all the gifts, and she is like a hybrid human zombie, and she has special powers. Um, there also was a zombie movie out last year called Overlord, which again is Nazi zombies, and I haven't seen it, but I don't think it's a comedy. So that's what's happened recently with zombie movies. Upcoming zombie movies. There are a few zombie movies that are in the works that will be up. Uh, some of these don't have a date on them, but... Zombieland 2 will be out October the 11th, 2019. Rise of the Living Dead, which is a prequel to The Night of the Living Dead, is actually being done by George A. Romero's son, uh, Cameron Romero. So that will be out at some point. World War Z 2 will be out at some point. 
Train to Busan 2 is in, in the works. And the Walking Dead movie trilogy is in the works. And uh, like I said, spoilers ahead, but uh, Rick did not die when we thought he died in The Walking Dead. And now he's going to go off and be in some movies. So that's what's upcoming in zombie movies for you to look forward to. A few more quick things. How do you escape from zombies? Run. Do you know? Run. Run is good. Yep. Most of the time it's a double tap to the head or a stick or a sword or a screwdriver to the head. you got to stick them in the head with something. Nothing else works except for, like Michelle said, run. Uh, Zombieland has a number of other rules for surviving the zombie apocalypse, including make sure you're caught up on your cardio, because remember, you don't have to outrun the zombies. You just have to outrun the slowest person next to you. Beware of bathrooms, because you're going to get trapped in there in a compromising position. I don't want to go like that. Check, always check the back seat of the car. Good advice, always. They like to go for a ride sometimes, they the do. zombies. Sometimes they might think you're an Uber and they just get in the back. <laughs> um, and double knot your shoestrings. I thought that was a good one. I think they drive Ubers now. <laughs> they need jobs. They may. They may. Zombies need jobs, yeah. Uh, what do zombies mean in, in popular culture? There are several articles written about that. Zombies, everything. How do I explain this? Um, zombies can be pretty much anything you want them to be, which is what makes it interesting. So they can help people deal with death, although in a strange way. Uh, apparently some people said, someone said after 9-11 there was a whole bunch of zombie movies, which is helping us deal with our collective anxiety after 9-11 attacks by putting them someplace else on something that wouldn't happen. Um, they make humans the prey instead of the usual predators, which is scary for people. Zombies just want to eat you, like I said. Uh, and there's also lots of them all the time, as opposed to the stray vampire or werewolf, you usually, usually only got to deal with one. With zombies, there's a whole bunch of them after you. And if they want to be your friends, I'd be really careful. Do not be friends with zombies. You'll be sorry. Uh, let's see. Preparedness. The CDC even got into uh, the zombie genre when in 2011 they put out something called the Zombie Preparedness Guide, which was very, very popular. I think it crashed their servers. And really what it was was a normal preparedness guide, guide for short-term preparedness, which was great, except they got people to read it because they called it Zombie Preparedness. The same way you prepare for zombies, you prepare for anything else except the part with sticking things in the head. Um, also, that, that got the preppers into the game, too, which is exciting. Um, zombies are sometimes caused by, like I said, we don't know sometimes what they're caused by sometimes, but they can sometimes be caused by a virus, which is like bird flu. Bird flu. Uh, environmental issues, such as radiation. Demon Possession or The Stray Meteorite. Uh, in many zombie movies, and I think this is a, one of the most important things to remember, in many zombie movies, humans are the ones you really have to watch out for instead of the zombies. And I think The Walking Dead, even though I have my issues with them, have done a good job of that because it's really the people that are screwing each other that are over worse than zombies ever thought about doing. So, having said that, um... Let's see what Michelle has come up with for food for us. Well, Jeanette, you were going to talk about, real quick, your grandmother's recipe. Oh, yeah. My grandmother used to make 
you know, uh, it's called Pig Brains. She called it souse meat. I don't know how you spell that. But it was pig brains and scrambled eggs. So I think that is a southern um, dish that maybe some older people might know about. I don't really know of anyone eating that now necessarily. But pig brains, and, and this is when you had to use every part of the animal, obviously. So pig brains and scrambled eggs is definitely uh, a dish. Yum, yum. Brains. Brains. So we will not go over the specifics of that, but you had something else. That yes, 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 yes. I have a drink um, called the zombie. Um, but first, I wanted to wish Jeanette a very happy birthday today. Happy birthday, Jeanette. Brains. Brains. That's brains. all she cares about is brains. Brains. I'm going to get some brains now. Brains. No, no, no. No, no brains, brains tonight. Going out to eat all those brains. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jeanette. Birds. I hope you have a lovely day. Thank you. That's very nice of you to say. So, um, since I'm doing uh, some history of zombies, which I'm terrible at history, um, as the story goes, uh, Ernest Beaumont uh, Gant, if that's how it's pronounced, uh, created this potent drink in the 1930s and named it for its mind-altering effect after a friend consumed three of them. And he became a zombie. And then he became a zombie, and then he was buried and covered up on, with stones on his body so he couldn't come back. Anyways, this lower-proof version is made with velvet uh, falernum. It's an almond and lime-flavored liqueur that's a key ingredient in many tiki drinks. And um, there's amber rum and dark rum and 151-proof uh, rum, uh, pineapple juice, uh, fresh lime juice and uh, velvet uh, falernum, falernum and uh, some brown sugar, simple syrup and um, some water and a mint sprig, uh, sprig for garnish. So enjoy your day. Stay warm everybody if you're uh, in the states that are cold and till next time. Watch out for zombies. Remember um, our helpful hints which is run and double tap to the head. And with that, we're out of here until next week. So have a good rest of the week and brains. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>